0: Dave here. I know many of you are probably expecting a normal Geek Town radio episode this week, but unfortunately we've had to skip it due to some timing issues. We'd usually record the show on Monday. If we can't do that, we'd usually record it on Sunday. Of course, this week was Father's Day on Sunday, so that was sort of out. And on Monday, I was in London interviewing the cast of Halo, which was great fun, but uh, meant I couldn't be here to record the podcast. Watch out for that interview coming soon to the website however to tide you over until next week we have got an interview with stunt coordinator Matt LaFaver, who has worked on a huge array of TV shows and movies both performing and coordinating stunt work He was the stunt coordinator on the brilliant Apple TV Plus series Shining Girls, which starred Elizabeth Moss. And he also worked on the Showtime series The Shy, along with working on all three of the Chicago series, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med and PD. On the film side of things, he stunt coordinated Aaron Sorkin's six time Oscar nominated feature The Trial of the Chicago Seven, which earned him a SAG Award nomination for Outstanding Action Performance by a stunt ensemble. He has also worked on various comic book projects, including almost all of the Batman films from Batman Begins right up to The Batman, where he served as assistant stunt coordinator. In addition to working on the DC stuff, he's also worked with Marvel because he is Chris Hemsworth's stunt double for many of his films, including the Thor movies and Thor's various other appearances in the MCU. Other projects he's been recently working on is Power Book 4 Force, and he was stunt coordinator on Mike, which is an upcoming Hulu drama based on the life of heavyweight champion Mike Tyson. Matt was really wonderful to talk to. We talk obviously about his working with Chris Hemsworth. We talk about Shining Girls and his work there and uh, sort of what drove him to get into stunts in the first place as it isn't exactly the most straightforward of jobs if you'd like to hear more behind-the-scenes interviews, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Geek Town Radio. This also gives you the weekly Geek Town Radio podcast, which brings you the latest TV, film and gaming news. You can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for daily news stories and all the latest UK and US TV premiere dates. We will be back to a normal episode of Geek Town Radio next week, but for now, here is the interview with stunt coordinator Matt LaFever. <laughs> whereabouts are
2: you uh so i am leaving one of my sets and heading over to the studio
0: ah cool can you tell me what you're working on or are you uh, in top secret mode
2: <laughs> no i'm uh i'm on uh, powerbook force the spin-off series of force
0: yeah cool awesome so, yeah That's we're, it.
2: we're on uh we're starting episode two and uh this morning was a rehearsal for a huge shootout and then a car hit
0: <laughs> right nice good
2: it was a fun day yeah
0: it's funny how getting into car crashes is a fun day for you
2: (laughs) it was uh it definitely it's funny because there there's it's always great when everybody kind of steps back and has that perspective of man we're we're really doing what we love to do
0: yeah absolutely that's awesome so it's lovely to be able to uh, spend a little bit of time chatting with you and talking about just the myriad of things you've been working on before we get into some of the shows and things do you want to just talk about how you got into the industry? Because I always find this fascinating with stunt people because it's what possesses somebody to throw themselves off a building, <laughs> you know?
2: Very much so. So, the introduction to the industry was from my uncle, who's a uh, uh, stunt coordinator and a stuntman, long time. And um, he introduced me to the industry very young. I was, it was actually 1992 as the first set I was on. Wow. And I uh, yeah, dated myself. And uh, and he thought the industry was going to die. So he was like, get your education, do whatever else. And I, I did and uh, started my own business, which allowed me the flexibility to day play as a stunt player while I figured out whether or not that could become a career for myself. Wow. Wow. My big break came. Um, so like, you know, everything with work is who, you know, and how talented you are. And if you have both aspects, you usually work all the time. Yeah. I lucked out. I doubled uh, Chris Hemsworth on his first movie in the States. It was called cash. And uh, it, it, Created a bond that um, had him requesting me for several years. And uh, that put me on a different map.
0: Yeah. Who you know, doesn't it? (laughs) Sometimes.
2: It's a big jump from doing uh, some ND stunts and a little thing here or there, doubling one X.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why you ended up as his stunt double on the MCU films as well, I guess.
2: Yeah. Chris opened that door to the Marvel Universe. And I got to work with some big stunt groups, Brand X and 8711 specifically. And that opened doors to work potentially with other big stunt groups. And I had a mentor of mine who said the positive of that is that you'll work all the time. The negative to that is they decide a lot of your career moves. Right. And um, so I never joined a group and they kept recommending me to other groups, which put me on a uh, unique path that I got to work under, in my opinion, uh, most of the legends in the business
0: yeah i mean you've worked on some ridiculously big films i mean you know the batman begins dark knight Jurassic world batman v superman um the, the you worked actually on the latest uh the batman film as well more recently and uh yeah let's say the mcu films just some huge huge things i noticed it was what around 2019 you started to transition more from being a stunt performer to actually doing the stunt coordination stuff and assistant stunt coordinator and then sort of stunt coordinator on your own things was that sort of a uh, I i need to transition out of throwing myself off things as i get older sort of thing
2: definitely i mean there's um that's the one aspect of it is uh setting yourself up for your future and then there's the aspect of like I'm a student of the storytelling game, and uh, I shot and edited a lot of stuff, and that put Mm. me in a good position to help frame things and make action look really good that's safe and repeatable. And so went from a few opportunities to (laughs) not stopping working for roughly two and a half years.
0: Wow. That's good going. (laughs) Thank you. One of the projects you've been working on quite recently is the Apple TV series Shining Girls. Correct. Um, What sort of stuff are you doing on that? I'm about three or four episodes into it at the moment. It's a wonderfully strange series that seems to be a sort of thriller, but has this weird thing going on in the background of, like, time seems to be shifting around, which is, is really odd. I'm really enjoying it so far. So from your point of view, what stunts were you doing and setting up for that?
2: So if you're only in the beginning of like three or four episodes, I don't want any spoilers for you, but there was a lot lot of the uh, stalking and like the darker murders. We did a lot of it stylistically in terms of how we shot it to make it more suspenseful yeah uh, but as you see when we get into the later stuff we did everything from escalator stair fall to hanging a guy to doing a huge car hit uh guys getting shot up and then a huge murder blast that took out a bunch of guys on high lines.
0: wow so there's a lot more stunts in there than you maybe think there would be for a show like that
2: <laughs> so there's also uh again i, I don't want any spoilers on it but there's a huge cat and mouse fight scene between the main protagonist and antagonist uh that we ended up shooting over the course of five days
0: right that's really kind of interesting as i say i I am really enjoying that show it's very interesting sort of setup for it and i've tried to get through more of it i've i've just there's been so much around right now that it's been really struggling to get through all the tv i need to get through but that's been really good in terms of the sort of jump between tv and film is there a huge difference for you or is it just the film stuff tends to be like bigger stunts Not
2: necessarily on the film side. The biggest difference I would say is that in film, you usually have a lot more prep because the schedule is more predetermined. Yeah. TV is slightly more stressful in that you're uh, expected to do a lot in a short time period. And a lot of times there's overlap where you're expected to be on set and prepping your next episode.
0: Right. Yeah. That can be a lot of work.
2: For sure. But in terms of like the overall scope of the action, like in doing the movies and stuff, There's huge movies that will have 35 stuntmen and cars sliding and everything else going on. The reality is, like, we do some of that stuff in our TV shows, too it's just not covered like that and it's probably like a third of the guys were expected to make it look as if it was theatrical action
0: right yeah i mean on the tv side you have done a bunch of stunt work for the chicago series as well which a huge tv series i imagine with those kind of things where you're dealing with car crashes fires all that sort of stuff that must be a you know for a stunt guy must be a really interesting set of things to to work through
2: it's great in terms of uh having Like with Chicago Fire and Chicago PD, every episode there is, you know, fire or or suspense, rigging work that would be done on fire and PD. There's lots of gunfights and cars and moving pieces. So it really gives you, especially on those shows, a lot of times the directors rotate in and out. Mm -hmm. You get a lot of different approaches to the same action, which is great. I love that. Yeah. I'll always have like when I present things, I, I say I have I've got an idea and a solution. So here's an idea to shoot it and make it look really awesome and safe and repeatable. And then tell me what you want. We're going to come up with a solution to make it look kick-ass and be safe and repeatable.
0: Yeah, which is important when you're filming stuff. So (laughs)
2: Um, That's priority number
0: one. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned you worked on the Batman. I mean, the action in that was really quite phenomenal and brutal in places as well. And, and really interesting coming to such a huge character like that. How was that experience? And what were some of the things that you were doing on that?
2: So I've been lucky. I've worked on pretty much all of the Batman movies, all of them in different capacities. We've done like in Batman versus Superman, we did uh, the whole car chase scene with the, the Batmobile was like two weeks of shooting. And we, we wrecked some like five chargers and that's like i said i I love my job those weeks are are great weeks
0: yeah uh, bring
2: a lot of the action to life but there's also different roles i i did more of the uh nd stunt roles in those whereas in some of the marvel stuff i was doubling the leads
0: right yeah but having been involved with the batman stuff did you get to drive one of the batmobiles
2: oh god no i wish (laughs) (laughs) you offered a day's pay to get behind the tumbler for sure
0: yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's a beast of a thing. I've—I've I've seen some of those up close. They're incredible vehicles.
2: Exactly. Um, they're yeah, and they're one of a kind. They're like, so you gotta. There's, there's always certain people that get the green light to, to get behind the wheel of those.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So stunt doubling for Chris Hemsworth on Thor. I mean, first of all, stunt doubling for Chris Hemsworth must be quite good for the ego. I would have thought. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fact that you could stunt double for Thor. So presumably you're wearing the costume. If you're doubling for him as well.
2: I was definitely wearing the costume.
0: That must be awesome.
2: (laughs) There was a really cool moment on the first Thor. Uh, It was this huge scene um, with Thor goes out after he lost his power, but he goes out to confront the Destroyer. I was on like a 250-foot traveler that picks you up like 12 feet in the air and then drops you back down into the ground. And uh, it was a high-risk stunt. And our second unit director was Vic Armstrong, who is just an absolute stunt legend. Like double James Bond, Superman, Indiana Jones, like one of the few guys that you just get the jaw drop when you see him. It's like, Vic, you're a legend. Yeah. Uh, so I was standing in the middle of the street with this, you know, 12 foot destroyer and uh, just taking mental reps before we did the first take. And Vic walked out. I, I, there's a, I have a picture. It's pretty cool. Actually, he's in his Indiana Jones hat and he just like put his arm around me. He's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, great, <laughs> Vic. Just taking, uh, taking my mental reps, you know, like visualizing it and stuff. He goes, cool, he goes, you know, one day you're gonna get to tell your kids you were Thor, right? And he just, (laughs) Pats me on the shoulder And walks away And I'm like Oh my god he Just mic dropped on that
0: So Yeah That's awesome I've just come back From Comic Con In London This weekend And like oh. y- You know some of, the, some of the like People in costumes there Would kill for A moment To g- just get into the, <laughs> the main Thor costume I mean their stuff's good But you know
2: <laughs> uh, For sure I've seen some of those costumes They are
0: good Yeah So in your role As stunt coordinator What's been the trickiest Thing you've ever had had to set up.
2: Um, I mean, so there's there's definitely been some tricky ones to set up. A lot of times, like there's behind the scenes work that really has to, like there's always a budget, there's locations, there's wardrobe, there's a whole bunch of things that need to be orchestrated to give us the tools to successfully build what they want. And um, those are sometimes the biggest things. Like it's not always the most elaborate stunt or the most risk intense stunt, but making sure that we can put our guys in an environment to make that action look stellar and not have to worry about whether we can get up repeat it.
0: yeah the sort of paperwork side of things are most kind of more complicated than the actual stunt itself
2: for sure and then also like when we did the world war one scene in shining girls the climax is all these guys get hit with a shell and get blown up and we have them on high lines and these guys are actually crashing into the ground and taking really hard hits and uh, my rule of thumb is like when we do the budget the meetings and everything is we'll do it twice we'll do it once and then we'll give a backup to make sure any camera things anything that needs to be tweaked looks great and then anything after that, it's going to cost a lot of money to keep sending the guys to the ground. Yeah. And, uh, and then setting it up, it's great because I get huge energy from my guys knowing that I'm protecting them and have their back. And then production asks the question if they really need that third shot or not.
0: Right. Yeah. Outside of the sort of stunt coordination, obviously you've a stunt performer for a long time. What was the most complex thing you've had to do from the performance side yourself?
2: Ooh, I doubled Channing Tatum on The Dilemma. And uh, jumped off a four-story building into a tree with no ropes or catcher pads. So it was a <laughs> there was a zero percent margin for error.
0: Wow! That...
2: At night <laughs> as well.
0: <laughs> so I mean, how do you achieve something like that? So, what do you
2: uh, on on the sh- before we got to the shoot day, I had a full rehearsal day with the tree, and I started by climbing up it to know like which route I liked the best, and then I'd climb up it and I'd actually climb off the branches and get onto the fourth floor deck and then actually take the stairs back down and then did it a couple of times. And then I talked with our FX department, And they actually used some uh, tie-down cables to take some of the bounce and the sway out of the the branches, you know, so they put tension between them. Right. And then after I was confident that I knew the path that I wanted to take, I climbed out onto the tree and went down and then repeated the process until I felt like I could uh, do it with some speed. And then uh, never on the rehearsal day actually jumped into the tree. I just did quick transitions and then I, I went down, went down, and then he actually goes into a free fall from like 16 feet up. I clip a branch, did a barrel roll, and pancaked on the ground. <laughs> It was, it was all done practically. There was no pads on that. So wow. on, the, on the day we did one take and I jumped and I went through it and I went into the free fall, hit the branch and I pancaked and got up and they, Ron Howard and our stunt coordinator, Joe Bacaro, were both happy. And I'm like, guys, I was so freaking tense. Like, <laughs> I'm like, can I give you one more? And they're like, if you really want to. And I was so loose for the second one. And it, it looked awesome. And, and everybody was safe and uh, they got the shot.
0: Well, yeah, that's the important thing. You're okay. So, you know, that, that's what you want.
2: Exactly. That was definitely uh, in terms of a stunt that really uh, elevates you and you have such a slim margin of error. So Yeah,
0: I can imagine. In terms of working with the actors and stuff, are there any actors that you've come across that you've actually thought, you know what, you could be doing more stunt work yourself, you know, you're really good at this?
2: Oh, hands down, like um, Chris Hemsworth is an extremely physical guy and very talented. The, the reality is when you're, you have the star of your show, you cannot perpetually put them at a high level of risk.
0: Of course. Uh, Because
2: if they go down, the show stops. So it's always great. Like, you know, I do all my own stunts, whatever. I get the buy-in and and we all want to believe in the movie magic and stuff. But Chris would be at the top of the list. He would be a guy that could probably do all this stuff. Channing Tatum was extremely physical and talented as well. And then there's some guys that are, you know, capable of doing some of it too. But it still comes down to the risk-reward. If you have a good double and we can shoot the action and tie it in or marry it together with like a reaction shot from our actor, like I'm all about making it look awesome and keeping everybody safe.
0: Well, of course. Yeah, you're quite right. I mean, you don't. last thing you want to do is get a report that Chris Hemworth has broken something (laughs) in doing his stunts.
2: That would not be a good day.
0: No, absolutely not. So you're working on one of the power series at the moment. What else have you got coming up? Anything else you can talk about?
2: I rapped on the shy, and uh, right before that, I was down in New Orleans coordinating Iron Mike, and that had a lot of its own challenges, but it was a lot of fun. We blocked something like 26 fights, and uh had a prison riot scene, we had lit a guy on fire. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a fast show, like in terms of all long days and all of a sudden you're at the end of it, it's like, Oh my god, two and a half months just flew by
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, as I said, for anybody else, bad day at work if you have to come home and say, Oh hi honey, I lit a guy on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not the worst case scenario right no i mean that that's any other job for that, 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 that to get you kind of you know a phone call to the police but there you go so last couple of questions for you first one is what tv shows are you watching at the moment oh uh
2: so my wife and i finished ozark oh. yeah, like about a week ago We really enjoyed Righteous Gemstones. I don't know if you saw that one on HBO.
0: I haven't seen it myself, but yes, I do. I'm aware of the show. I know it's really popular.
2: That one was fantastic for some some levity, some some good comedy. Yes. Uh, And then actually the one that I just started up that I've been playing in the background is uh, the uh, the movies that made us on Netflix.
0: Yeah, they're really good, those. Yeah.
2: I was, I've been very impressed and it's obviously, it's all films in, in our generation or, you know, bookending or right around our generation, so. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
2: definitely fun. And the funny thing, too, is the first AD on Home Alone, Jim Giovanetti, is the first AD on on my odd episodes on
0: Force. <laughs> really? I went, awesome.
2: I totally went in and I'm like, I, I just was watching your stuff last night. He's like, oh my gosh. And then you got the war stories, which was great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they're wonderful, those. I, as somebody who's a fan of film, I find that series really fascinating. And it's my generation as well. So, you know. Last question for you. If you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, can be something historical in the past, something present or some sort of future genre, what would it be?
2: Oh, um, I mean, there would be any period piece would be really fun. I got to work a couple days on uh, on Fargo, and I, I got a taste of it with the World War One scene in, in Shining Girls, and there's just uh, you know, there's like kind of already a precedent and then you can kind of take and, and use some of your modern techniques and technology and, and uh, play up some of those scenes, I feel like.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. I'd love to see a sort of all-out action-like period piece. That that would be, you know, that would be really cool. From your mouth to my ears, David, let's get that greenlit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. See, the other thing which, you know, if you're talking about old TV shows, I'm surprised they've not remade the full guy, the old Lee Majors series yet. That,
2: that would a dusting off and a repolish.
0: They've done everything else at this point. I mean, you know, why not? And that was about a stunt guy. So like
2: go. go. Go for the built-in audience, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely thank you it's been lovely chatting with you hopefully we'll get to chat again at some point in the future it's it's been really nice i love chatting to the stunt guys because they're always really good fun so uh been really nice talking with you and uh, hopefully we get to talk again in the future
2: i really appreciate your time david thank you so much
0: no problem cheers